So you have to um, update on your little endeavor as a follow-up. So, yes. So uh, the Santa Claus adventure was a great success. Um, you can, if you go to uh, our social media platforms, you can check out the photo. Um, so I put a little, I had a, a little pillow for a belly and then um, I had the beard, glasses, hat. Um, so it's kind of like just, you know, just a small belly. It wasn't too crazy. Um, you didn't and want kinda, to overdo it. <laughs> yeah. It's like he put be... on a bit of weight. He's not yeah. going overboard, Santa, here. Exactly. And um, we set up a little Santa's village on our porch with uh, seating and like a little backdrop and some lights. And um, they, so they knew it was going to be me, like we talked about. And um, I kind of just did a big like ho, ho, ho entrance and the kids all laughed. They came in uh, separate groups. Um, like the two families came separately. Mm. So we got to do it twice. So it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and they mostly just thought it was really silly and or they were confused as to why I was dressed up um, like Santa. But I recorded voicemails in Santa's voice uh, for them and played there them. There you go. Played them. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's what we ended up doing. I thought about the little video or the like saying hello as Santa and then running away or something. And then, but the voicemail, it worked great. Um, they, everyone said it didn't really sound like me, which, which was good. Like the adults <laughs> who knew, um, cause I was, I was, they were like pulling up to the driveway and I'm like in my bedroom closet trying to record this secret voicemail from Santa and like, hello, and that's oh. the Seinfeld voice, but not. So you recorded it, like, was it kind of like a last minute idea? Yeah. I don't remember if we talked about a voicemail on the episode or not. No, we Um, talked about bringing up something that is in reference to Santa, like a hat or something. So the voicemail is very good. It is a very great idea. So I thought about the hat and I was thinking about doing that. And then I thought, you know what, what about little voice memo? And then I sent uh, I sent the clips to their parents after so they could play it for them again if they wanted to. And it was kind of just like, hey, it's Santa here. Um, you know, I know we can't see each other right now, but um, you, you've been very good this year. And um, <laughs> if you tell Uncle Taylor what you want for Christmas, he'll make sure he tells me, um, <laughs> you know, thank you for helping your parents with, with whatever. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, they they really liked it. They were they were just I played the the recordings and they were just kind of like stunned. Like am like am I currently listening to Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. It was a lot of fun. I was definitely nervous because I felt like I was acting. But as soon as I walked out, like you know, obviously, like we said, they knew it was going to be me, and it was it was so much fun. Oh, you guys are a time. tough crowd. Tough crowd. Out there. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, uh, one of our nieces, she she hid behind her mom at the start. She was like, I don't know what is happening or how am I supposed to react? 
And our, our youngest uh, nephew, it was his, it's his first Christmas. So I'm his first official photo with Santa, Ooh. which is, uh, I'll, I'll keep that one in the, uh, in the trophy chest. That's pretty great. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm glad to hear. And I guess you got to try out different material on the two groups. So yeah. Next yeah, year you I, can <laughs> refine your definitely. act. And... We tweaked, uh, you know, we tweaked some stuff. It uh, it got a little colder in the day. I had to layer up for the second one because it was second uh, pillow in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was closer to dinner time. Um, but my only beef with the Santa suit is it was like it, the inside. It was it was pretty good quality, but the inside was just covered in like little red threads that covered my clothing head to toe <laughs> in these tiny microscopic red threads and i'm like man if you're if you're a real santa and you run into that issue like you know a real mall santa you you wouldn't be happy so it's so um might have to might have to try and find a better suit if it's going to be done in the future because mm. it was quite a mess <laughs> but it was worth it it was a lot of fun um did you do the beard bag thing or did you just like tough it out the um for for the listeners who may what was not the have beard? listened to why am i not thinking it was right. itchy you were talking about how itchy the beard was oh so. no i just yeah you're right instead of uh putting a, a plastic bag under it yeah. I, um no i i just went for it. it it got a little um the hairs around the mustache and the mouth are really long so it got in my mouth a few times so i kind of <laughs> had to regroup and get the hairs out of my mouth a couple of times, but yeah. um, that just comes down to costume quality. So it was a little itchy, but I got used to it. It wasn't that bad. I guess, you know, these days you could just wear a mask under the beard, which right? kind of yeah. would look very strange. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm no, I, I, it really kicked off the holidays on a nice note. It was fun. Well... Welcome to Taylor and Eric Rule the World. I am Eric Kianfar, and I am here with Taylor Axford. And uh, yeah, um, we have a podcast, as you are probably uh, figuring that out while you're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I got some news for you. Yeah. So um, if it took you this long to figure it out, well, go back and figure out what your mistake was but uh we have a podcast and on this podcast we tackle uh rules uh unspoken societal rules i should say um that you may encounter and you might not know which side of the fence you stand on when it comes to how we how we address the rule like is it okay to do it is it okay not to do it is it okay to call people out on how they observe such rule. Um, some examples we've had was serving ice cream cake with a spoon or a fork. It was like toppings on pizza at one point. Um, yeah, I don't know any other. How, o- how often? How often should you wash your jeans? That was <laughs> that was that was fun. Got yeah. a lot of flack for that one. People think I'm crazy, but. I stand by it. Oh, but that's one of those rules that I've definitely come across. People are like, wait, you wash your jeans? Wait, <laughs> people think you're crazy in what sense? Uh, like, specify. Are they saying you're crazy for washing your jeans? No, for not, for not, uh, for wearing them 30 times before washing them. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But uh, I've, uh, I've been told by some friends of mine that they 
don't even watch their teams. They're like, oh, I heard you're not supposed to watch them. And I'm like, there you go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the jury uh, <laughs> is still out, I guess. Oh, I think I found the source of the pandemic. So, <laughs> so for today's episode, um, I tried to go a bit out of the, out of the norm. Um, you know, it's pretty easy to tackle, you know, the food side of things and, the pandemic has definitely brought up a bunch of topics, but I, I'm trying to steer clear of those um, and think outside the box. And where this episode took me was Taylor. We spoke about charity in the past. Someone has, I think it was Mo who wrote in and asked us about giving to charity. I can't, I don't think you had a very specific rule about it, but <laughs> I decided to elaborate on that question. And um, the first thought that came to mind was, are you obligated to give the money that you win through a 50-50 charity draw? Like to the cause or person that the 50-50 draw is for? Are you familiar with a 50-50 draw? So, yeah. So if you you go to a hockey game or whatever, you buy the tickets. My understanding is 50% of it already goes to the charity. That's correct. Right? And yeah. you keep 50. That is also correct. Okay. So I sent you a link here. Because as those who are listening are probably... <laughs> um, already gathering we're doing this remotely with one another because of the pandemic what do you but, mean you sent him a link did you write it on a piece of paper yeah, and exactly. slide it across the table i miss the days where we could just pass each other things but saying like i think this is going on too long we should cut <laughs> <laughs> do you like this podcast yes no maybe yeah <laughs> um okay so um this is Ooh, on Freakonomics. Freakonomics. Yeah. Okay. This is a blog post on Freakonomics. And I'll just skip to um, the middle of this blog post that they tackle. And it says, in regards to the 50-50 deal, it says, this strikes me as an incredibly bad deal. This is, uh, it says, reader Melissa Belvati. So, writes in with a question about preferences on fundraiser incentives. So this strikes me as an incredibly bad deal, but a bit complicated to explain why, as it contains two components. Number one, as a gamble. So if you look at it from the perspective of a gamble, poor expected value. I'm not sure how to calculate this, but from my last, for, from my experience in Las Vegas, where slot machines boast being set to 97% return ratios, a gamble where 50% goes to the house seems unlikely to be a good expected value. And the other way to look at this is, too, as a charitable donation. Poor program ratio. As most, 50% of my donation will go to the program, which is the charitable cause. This is considered a very poor ratio in the philanthropic world, where typically 60% is the bare minimum acceptable. Um, and then they give an example. So I guess the two things that come to mind, because my first question was, is it, is it expected to give your share of the winnings to the charity that the 50-50 draws for? And then the second part of it 
that came to mind is, is based on this blog post, is a 50-50 draw even a good like <laughs> um, uh, path to take when wanting to donate to charity based on its uh, poor ratio going to the program? Interesting. Okay, so... I have entered a few 50-50 draws in my day at sporting events or, you know, whatever else. And something about that thrill of being in a stadium of, you know, a few thousand people and thinking like, you know what, the odds of this are way better than the lottery and Mm. half of it goes to charity. So I'm going to buy some tickets because my chances have never been higher to win. So to your first question, I have always thought about it as a great cause. Half goes to charity, half goes to me. I have never really heard of or considered donating the second half to that charity. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, I, that's not a concept uh, that I'm really familiar with because I thought it was like the uh, Boys and Girls Club gets half and I get half. Everybody's a winner. This is awesome. I go home and, you know, buy a few extra Christmas presents this year or whatever it is. Um, So no, to your first question, uh, I'm happy to be convinced otherwise, but I've never really considered uh, donating the second half back. I don't know if that makes me a bad person or not, but it's not something I'd really heard of. Well, see, that's interesting because the first time I participated in a 50-50 draw, I remember somebody leaned in and like whispered to me, well, like, by the way, if you do win, typically you're expected, like, typically people give their share of the winnings. Now, I didn't win that particular 50-50 draw, but the winner, but every 50-50 draw I've been a part of, the winner has donated their portion of the, of the winnings to the cause. That the okay, 50, so 50 draw was for, and and uh, just I wanted to share three comments on this post. We have, um, I think the concept here for the cause side is to shame the fifty fifty winner who typically has to walk up in front of the crowd after hearing how great an organization is and how underfunded they are, into giving the winnings back to the cause. We have. I right. suspect that the winning donor often feels pressure to donate all or a part of the winnings back to the charity. So 50-50 becomes 100% in some cases. So um, I'm just bringing this up because I hope also that you aren't seen as somewhat of a jerk for just, woo! So I guess my first question based on that would be, what is the size of the events that you've been to with the 50-50 draw? Because the ones I've been to are London Knights games or Toronto Blue Jays games that I don't know. I, I don't know the winner. I don't know what they did with the winnings. So perhaps I've just been at bigger events where it's like, oh, yeah, this person won. And like, if they donated it back, you'll never know. You'll never hear about it. So what events were you at where you knew that they donated it back? Well, maybe this uh, touches on our first variable then, because you are talking about, I, I think the example you gave is you bought like a ticket price. And and that ticket price, if it's 20 bucks, that 20 bucks enters into the 50-50 charity. Is that how it works? So, like, the you get your ticket for the event, and then there's people going around selling the 50-50. And then oh. you buy. Yeah, you, it's separate from the event, but 
but you can buy into the 50-50. And on the Jumbotron, they say tonight's 50-50 is currently at $7,000. And then mm. you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> I could win seven grand. So I guess, yeah, so I, let's, let's talk about the type of event. Well, and to answer your question, um, I've been to one like larger event that was a charity to raise um, money for a family. Um, but for the most part, the 50-50s that I've been a part of was mostly like an inter-office thing. So it's like the department okay. has done it because someone's having a baby. So they have like a 50-50 draw for that individual, for instance. So the chance you would, they would get half and you would get half. Exactly. Exactly. And then the, okay. So the cause wouldn't necessarily be a charity, but it was, you know, whatever the 50, 50 is raising the money for, you know, the charity case of motherhood. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's an expensive thing. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting because those, I feel like the type of the, the, the scale of the event would really impact it because if it was some sort of inter-office thing where there was like, it was just kind of assumed that you would donate it or if it was, you know, $200 and it's like, yeah, you know, that would be nice, but they, you know, they could use it for their baby as opposed to 10 grand at a Blue Jays game. I would think, okay, like I'm about to, I could take home 10 grand. I could do something really nice with 500 or a thousand dollars and, and, you know, perhaps donate some or do, do something really good with that. And then, you know, invest and keep the rest of it. So mm. I think, I think the amount of money might be a factor. You th- oh, Okay. You think the amount of money is a factor. So let me give you this example. Yeah. I know we're going to a few different places here, but there was a game. There was, I believe it was a Saskatchewan Rough Riders game a few years ago. And this made, national news because nobody won the 50 50 for at least a week or two at the the rough riders games and it kept climbing and nobody won it and i'm not sure if somebody scrapped Mm. the ticket or lost it or or, or went home early or whatever but it eventually got up to seven hundred thousand (laughs) dollars this 50 50 and their next game was a sellout because people were going just to try to win this 50 50 jackpot they're like, yeah, we're rough riders. You're, you're looking at I, I think, winning I think, 350,000. Yeah. Yeah. The jackpot might have been 700. Like, it might have been 1.4 million. I'm not sure. But it was wow. like, it, it was in the like million type of range mm-hmm. for, a, for a total pot of money. And so that to me, if you're going to that big game and you win 700 grand or, or 350 or whatever it is, not that you shouldn't donate all that money, but like, can't you donate five or 10 grand back to the charity and keep mm. the rest? Like that seems, if you're like, I won 700 grand and I'm going to donate all of it. That's like, oh, okay. You could have, I don't know. I guess where it, is, it does the amount of money matter, I guess is my main question. Um, well, see the interesting side of, that scenario versus my office scenarios is I don't think we had the opportunity to buy multiple chances. Like we each put in five bucks. It wasn't, it wasn't put in as many multiples of five so that you might win because that individual who won that amount of money may have actually bought 
$5,000 worth of tickets. Exactly. Yeah. People so, probably went yeah. thinking I'm going to buy more and more and more and increase my chances of winning. Exactly. Which is essentially playing the lottery. Like you can yeah. buy many more tickets to increase however much your probability is. So um, the amount of money to me, I don't think maybe the amount of money invest you invested plays a part. But the amount of money won, I don't think, plays a part. Um, for example, if, if someone won $700,000 and they were like, and I'm giving 10000 back, I'd be like, well, also, they already got $700,000. Like, like, I'm sure they're not complaining. Yeah. Like the... Yeah, the, the char- in, in, oh. a, in an event like that, you're right. Yeah, the charity has already made out pretty well. Um, so... Yeah, I guess I'm kind of struggling with this concept of having to give it all back because I don't think I've ever been at an event where that was seen as the norm. Well, I, I guess I guess I, I talked myself into a corner because now I'm thinking, well, I guess the amount of money does matter because if the charitable cause got $700,000, I'd be like, oh, that's a lot of money. Like, already. Right, right. So, Whereas so, if Joanne got twenty. 200 bucks for her baby you're like well let's give her 400 like, exactly what, what is the difference and what's 200 bucks to like a new mother like that's like you right. know, a half a week's worth of you know um yeah whatever so um here's here's something then um that just came to mind because there's this idea behind the 50 50 that I guess if you went around and just asked people to donate to Joanne, <laughs> hey, you want to give 10 bucks to Joanne for a baby? Like that might receive less of a response than yeah. if you ask them, well, there's a chance for you to get a certain percentage of this. Um, so it's an incentive to donate as opposed to just you know, relying on the kindness of someone's heart. Yeah, and it's it's sad, but you're right. And that was one of the other things I jotted down right at the start because you said, is it a, you know, are, is 50-50 a good or bad thing? Like, that's kind of the big question. And that's what I thought of immediately was these people would probably not donate to this charity, especially when, like, you get everybody in a stadium or a room or whatever. And it's like, okay, I know you, you've got some money that you could perhaps donate. And I feel like, especially it, there's so many circumstances, but I feel like, especially Mm -hmm. at sports games, a bunch of guys have just been drinking and they're like, yeah, 20, 40 bucks, make it 60. Like we could win. And it's like that charity is very slowly increasing their donation. Like that drunk guy just gave them an extra 30 bucks or whatever it is. And he would not have been doing that if he stayed home on the couch watching the game. He's not going to that website like insert credit card number, uh, put donate $30 just for being a good guy. So that's, yeah, that's what I would go back to is like, this is a big opportunity to get this charity or cause a donation and take it you should you should take this opportunity because people are perhaps feeling a bit looser with their money 
Hmm. Depending on the event, of course. And I guess that goes back to what you brought up before, that thrill of like, oh, I might win. Like, like you're also, I like that, um, that kind of chance feeling of, oh, like I might win something out of this. Yeah, it's like, and it's also just kind of the fun of playing too. Like scratch tickets are a huge ripoff, but something about actually scratching yeah. and playing, you're like, that was almost worth three dollars because it was fun, <laughs> and I don't even care if I win. Not that, not that fifty-fifty. You know, dropping sixty bucks on tickets is like worth it for the fun, but the, almost the thrill of it's. It's like everybody says, if I go to Vegas, I'm just going to take twenty or forty bucks into the casino because it'll be fun, and I'll play yeah. the games, and I know I'm going to lose all of that money, but it's going to be fun. So there is a little thrill element yeah. behind it. It's going to be worth that twenty forty bucks just to play. Um, yeah. In high school, um, me and Ryan Ferguson, we would uh, on our spare, we would just go and sometimes we'd buy a bingo ticket, <laughs> and like we would slowly scratch it for the course <laughs> of over the course of a few hours, and just that conversation of just because it would always start with, "What if we won? What if we got?" $50,000 or $100,000 because sometimes they double it. And I'm just yeah. like, and that conversation that that uh, resulted from buying that bingo ticket would always be worth that $3. It was right. just like, oh, what would you do? Like, like I Can guess you we imagine? would split it. What would you do? What would you spend it on? And Yeah, we. I've gone to a few nights games with Corey and, and they're like, 50-50 tonight is climbing up and it'll be five, six grand. And we look over and we're like, what if we went home with five grand, like just from coming to this hockey game. So there's the thrill. I think the benefits are the thrill and, and the charity is, is getting at least 50. And if you want to be an even better person, you can donate it all back. But Hmm. I think um, to that, to that point in the Freakonomics post that, it's a, it's a poor ratio. It's a poor program ratio as a charitable donation. So to kind of jump into that, does he mean um, when you usually donate to charity that only, they only get like 60% of that? I'm kind of confused by what he means. Well, and that's where, you know, I think there's a flaw in how, in the perspectives that um, that's used here because um, the program ratio is saying if I were to go and donate to a charity tomorrow, I mean, why tomorrow? Why not right now? <laughs> so if, I, <laughs> if I were to donate to a charity right now and I donate a hundred bucks, they get a hundred percent of that 100 bucks. Right. Whereas with a 50, 50, it's, uh, imagine you knew that if you donate to a charity, the the organization organizing the charity they only give fifty percent of your money to that to the needs of that service so you'd right. be like well what happens to the other fifty fifty and it's like oh they yeah. pocket it you'd be like oh, okay that's uh, I have an issue with that <laughs> right I guess okay like operational yeah cost or, or whatever yeah okay so so I think I guess that's it depends on the charity too but but, okay. um, but I think in this case that fifty percent that goes to the cause is actually greater because the incentive 
gets more people who would not have donated to donate. That's, that's I think, um, the factor there. So uh, yeah. ultimately, I think what we're, there, there were two questions I asked. One of them is, is the 50-50 draw worthwhile based on these points? And I think it totally is. Like if you went and just asked people, can you donate to this cause? You might get $7,000 just because people care about the cause. But then if you go with a 50-50 draw, you might engage a lot more people, even the ones who were to have um, already donated anyway. So, yeah. and then um, the, the, those who are like, I guess you could say the 50-50 type, where they're like, well, I wouldn't donate 100%, but <laughs> if there was a chance for me to get part of yeah. the donations, then I would donate, then they might actually still make that 7,000 or greater. And even so, if one of the charitable people won that 50-50, they might get $14,000 because they donate their, their half. Yeah. And I like, I, I can appreciate what he's saying in this post. So this was uh, Stephen J. Dubner responding to that question from the reader. He says, um, when confronted with a 50, 50, my response is to usually refuse to participate. Um, but if the cause is at all reasonable, uh, to ask if it's possible for me to donate directly to the cause without having half of my donation going to some other donor. Sometimes they say yes, but sometimes they're so thrown off by my objections to the format that they can't deal with my counteroffer. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, I can appreciate what he's saying, but what it comes down to is people are so greedy. Like I'm me included. When, when you hear about this raffle and that you could win seven grand, I'm like, awesome. I want in on that and it's going to a good cause. Whereas if you called me every day from a different charity or, or, you know, that once they ask at the grocery store, like once in a while I will contribute, but it's sad, but I, but I don't usually do it out of the goodness of my own heart. Mm. You know, if, if it's a, you could win a few grand, then there's an incentive and I fall into that trap. And, but I do see the benefits of like this charity could have got nothing if, if they weren't tonight's charity or whatever it was, but now they're getting however many thousand dollars. So I think it comes back to greed and I'm totally in, in the guilty party <laughs> on that. But, but not necessarily. And, and hear me out on this one because just, just because it is a charitable cause doesn't mean you're a jerk for not giving to it. <laughs> And it also doesn't yeah. mean that they are a good cause. <laughs> so, yeah, or, or one that everyone needs to support. So, if okay, I go so to, yeah. So, so that's where it's like, you know, the whole concept of charity is you are volunteering or sacrificing your money towards a cause that you believe in that is worthwhile it's almost like put your money where your mouth is or like what, or put your actions towards where you want to see the world moving. Right. So, um, it's, it's not, there isn't this overall or overall general pool called charity that everyone contributes <laughs> to. And, and I think that's where, um, if I went to a hockey game, like, and there's a 50, 50 draw, I might not even know what the 50, 50 draw is for. <laughs> So, yeah. so it's like you're actually just, it is at the bare like surface of it, 
it's a lottery and you're like, oh, there's this draw happening. If I buy a ticket, I will have a chance of getting half the winnings. Why don't we just buy one ticket so that I get that feeling and that conversation of, oh, imagine if we won $350,000 on this $40 that we spent today. Yeah. So the, you hit on a good point there, the feeling, your feeling about the cause. So if it's donating for Joanne's new baby and, you know, Joanne has always been mean to you at work and, and you guys don't get along, you might be keeping that money. Like <laughs> you, you might not donate in the first place. That could be a factor. You might donate and win and keep the money. Hmm. Um, just like, um, yeah, you're right. It depends on the, the charity. If it's something you feel really passionate about at that sports game, you might be willing to fork out a bit more, but if it's, you know, something that maybe you don't feel that passionate about, you might buy one or you might not even buy in. So there is that thrill of playing, but everyone still does have the choice of, you know, if I, if I buy a ticket, I know that half of it is going to this certain cause. Um, and, and whether or not I support that cause will, you know, be my way to buy my decision affect my decision to buy in or not. Um, so I, so I think we already covered that first rule where 50, 50 draws are totally feasible and acceptable. Um, they provide that incentive. The, the rule we're discussing now is whether the winner of a 50, 50 draw should feel shamed to donate their portion of the winnings, um, to that charitable cause. And, I'm going to say that they shouldn't, and I think that's where we're leading. But help, uh, tell me if you agree with this, because I feel like there is a, an unless. And I know, I know we try and stay, steer away from these unless type variables and try to be hard and fast, but I think this one plays a part. It's not like unless you feel like it. It's more unless the, the purpose of the event is to raise money for that cause. So, okay. so like so, you go to a hockey game, like you're there for the hockey game and there's yeah. just some side things you can participate in. But I've gone to like, hey, like so-and-so like has a medical procedure coming up that's costly. Let's raise some money. Come, over, come and we set up a few games. Like, if you're going to that event, then by like you should expect like oh like all this money for the fifty fifty, like you should be giving that. Yes, because the reason you're going is because you support that cause. Yeah. So the Blue Jays game with a charity that you've never heard of, like that factor is out the window. This is for um, so-and-so's surgery or um, expensive medical bills and you're going because you support that cause. So I agree because we've done a few um, road shows with the improv troupe and there's sometimes a charitable cause and they'll do a 50-50 or raffle or all that kind of stuff mm. and um, silent auction or something like that and if, I had, if I'd won the 50-50 I would feel, you know, no reservations about giving it back like this, you know, a few hundred bucks or whatever it is. Um, 
this event is for this cause. And we'll even do, you know, if it's a silent auction and you're still getting something out of it, uh, bid bidding higher than the value of the items um, or, or bumping up the bids, even if, even if you're already winning, you know, toss another 20 on that because you, you're getting something out of it, but you're there because you support this cause. Mm. So I think that's a good a point. Um, if you are going to an event in support of a cause, only, like, you know, that's the reason that event exists is to raise money for that cause. You should not expect to come home with anything. Because hmm. I'm thinking of listeners listening to this, and even I'm sure yourself, like when you participated in the next 50-50 draw, I'm sure your cogs will turn and be like, okay, when I participated in this, will anybody be peeved that I take the winnings or will I be expected to give my share? Yeah, so when there's um, big public sports games, you don't know the person who wins. Like, it's kind of expected um, because the event isn't for that charity. The charity is just kind of saying, hey, can we beat tonight's charity? And not saying that there's not a lot of work involved in it, but, you know, they walk around and they sell tickets for a few hours and they go home with a really nice check for that charity. Um, at least I like to think that it's, that it's a, <laughs> a positive benefit. Whereas, you know, this, this local ground roots, um, gr- grassroots, <laughs> <laughs> the ground roots, you know, the ground roots, this grassroots, uh, you know, surgery cause for somebody who really d- can't afford it that's like, okay, everybody pull out your wallets. This is, you know, you might go home with a fruit basket or, or, you know, a basket of nuts that somebody donated or whatever, but that that's just an icing on the cake. You should be going with your money for that cause. Um, Um, And just for the fun of it, I'll throw in a second little (laughs) variable. Of course. Yeah. Um, You can keep the winnings if you donated half of the <laughs> of the raised cash. Oh, if you're the only person who contributed? Uh, at least half. So, like, it's you know what? The, the total was $1.4 million, but I gave in $700,000 to win. So, I see. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, I paid $700,000 to raise $700,000 for this charity. So... Interesting. So if you yeah. find that loophole, yes, you can get yeah. your money back. Which is um, unlikely, but just in case. In case on, really... Before we wrap it up on that point about the scratch tickets, yeah. um, I don't know if you remember, but your uh, story with Ryan Ferguson made me think of when my brother found out that there is a code on scratch tickets that says if it's a winner or not. And... Um, he, if you ever found one on the street or I don't know, kid in school had one, or if your parents got them in their stocking for Christmas or whatever, he would just, he, he'll probably correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I believe he would just scratch off the code and be like, that's oh, not a winner, whatever. And it's like, no, that's like the fun. Yeah. That's... The fun has been ruined. And I might, I might be slightly skewing that. I, I know it started as, okay, the ticket isn't a winner. Let's scratch this area just to make sure that it doesn't have a winning code. But I want to say once or twice that he just ruined the whole ticket, but 
I might, <laughs> I might be making Whatever. that. Let's call him out on that. <laughs> Maybe get him on the show. Shots fired. Have him please case. Um, yeah. Send him no. a lottery ticket, see what he does, or a scratch ticket, see what he does with it. Well, considering we all went to the same high school, that word got around. And Yes. The um, two little arrows. The two yeah, arrows was what yeah. to look for. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, that little weird code. Like, you have to scratch to reveal it, but it's there. Yeah. And um, yeah, we always check that as almost like a um, you check the back of the book to see if you got the answer right because you don't want to like accidentally not do your bingo correctly. <laughs> yeah, you're just like you know, this, there could be some human error involved here. I yeah. need to double check. But that I thought that was so uh interesting that you could just take the f- you could take the, all the thrill out of the Ugh. game and just like is it a winner or not i don't care it's like buying a roll up the rim doing the rim and being like i don't want this stupid coffee and like <laughs> throwing it out oh man i just all need right. to know if there's a donut under here <laughs> well, you just buy a donut then you'll always be a winner <laughs> <laughs> but i want the thrill of possibly winning one yeah um, yeah, so um, that concludes our episode for today. Um, thank you for listening, as always, and uh, thank you for giving us a rating. If you have not done so, feel free to give us a rating. Five stars or more. Yeah five, yeah, five only or, or more. If you give us five, we will give you two and a half back. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. And feel free to donate those two and a half back to us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, give us a rating. Tell your friends. That's always the most appreciated uh, type of support you can you can have for us. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, if there's a particular rule that we've covered, um, tell your friends. But even if there's a particular rule that you think a friend would be interested in, send it to us so that we can talk about it. So that you can be like, hey, you know that thing you always complain about? Yeah. Well, I got these two guys to address it. And we'll call them out. What's their name? We'll be like, so <laughs> David Harrington, <laughs> which is, I think, that guy from Stranger Things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Taylor and Eric Rule the World. We are also on Instagram at TERWPod and Twitter. Uh, I'm at Mighty Ducks. And I'm at Eric Kianfar. Thank you for joining us in our quest to rule the world. And the winner is Joanne. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you, Joanne.